What's up, everybody? This is T-Roll from the Royal Geek Podcast. Here in a moment, we're going to release a special bonus podcast where we go through a draft of Marvel villains. I think it's going to be a really good discussion that you're going to enjoy. But before that podcast plays, I just wanted to give you guys some insight as to what's been going on behind the scenes here at the Royal Geek Podcast. To be completely honest with you, I've been so busy with life in the last few weeks that I haven't been able to get together with Justin and Anthony in what seems like a very long time now. Later this week, we're going to have a normal recording. We're going to get back into a normal flow, a normal routine of doing episodes and and producing some content for you guys. Uh, But to be honest with you, myself and my wife, we found a home. We were doing house searching for a long time. We finally found one. And I've just been so busy lately that we haven't been able to do a podcast. So it's 100% my fault. I'm going to take all of the blame. But I just wanted to give you guys uh, a little bit of background to what's been going on behind the scenes. Okay. In light of that, I'm going to go ahead and stop talking now because I'm sure you guys are interested and eager to listen to this discussion on Marvel villains. Again, we had a good time doing this bonus pod. I think you guys will thoroughly enjoy it, and soon enough we will be back to having normal content. So until then, enjoy this bonus pod. Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and of course, I'm once again joined by my very good friends, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and also Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Guys, how we doing tonight? Dude, it's a great night. I'm excited for the format we have set up for today. It's a, it's always a fun one. Yeah, you you excited for the uh, uniqueness of tonight's show? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, All right. I, yeah, I'm getting uh getting that fantasy football itch. So this will uh, help a little bit with the drafting and everything like that. So you know, it'll really uh, help me along with that. Let's let's go, let's go. So uh, we're doing something a little different tonight, all right? So we like to do movie reviews. We like to do some news and stuff like that in the entertainment world. Uh, but tonight we're just going to jump right into our kind of uh, main spotlight here, okay? We're going to do something a little different. We did do this once in the past. We did a draft for DC Villains, yep. okay, where we randomly uh, kind of – dictated the order of the draft the three of us we would all draft a, a villain and we we would have our, our starting roster of five okay and uh it was pretty good and i would recommend you guys go and check that episode out we talked a lot about different dc villains and it was pretty awesome today we're going to be doing a draft of marvel villains same exact format uh we're going to do a snake draft we're going to talk about marvel villains and what qualifies to be in this draft is uh, someone who has been either in a movie or a TV show, animated or um, live action, um, and has to be originally from the Marvel comics, which is exciting because Marvel has just as many good villains as DC comics, right, Justin? That is false. Um, uh, debatable. Yeah, Marvel, <laughs> Marvel has some of the worst villains in the history. Whoa, whoa, uh, yeah. whoa, whoa. Slow down there, like, partner. I, ki- I, I kid you not, man. <laughs> Uh, almost all of Batman's uh, rogue villain rogue gallery is ten times better than the entire Marvel uh, villains. Like Marvel does such a terrible job of creating these villains, and it's—I mean, only in these recent years 
where we got these really good MCU movies. Are we starting to see uh, some good villains? However, it took almost like 18 movies to get to a, a good villain in Marvel. <laughs> I mean, everyone, Loki, Loki was a great villain. Yeah, but what did you know about Loki before <laughs> Thor movie and yeah. the introduction of Loki into the MCU? Nothing at all because their villains are forgettable. They're for- forgettable. Yep. So anyway, pretty hot garbage. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, we're Seems gonna do some. We're gonna do a draft it. here, and in my opinion, there's only like three Marvel villains that are the top like tier of all like Marvel villains, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we're gonna pick them one, two, and three, but uh, we'll see. We'll have a little fun here because. It's a top tier of one, two, and three, and then it's a major drop off of a heaping pile of crap the rest of the way down. So anyway, uh, this should be yikes, a little interesting. Yep. Yikes! Yikes! Okay, okay. Uh, Shimano, you have any thoughts on just you know, g- generally speaking, Marvel villains? Uh, any thoughts to kind of go with what Justin's saying? I mean, yeah, there's definitely a perception uh, among among uh, Marvel villains that they are definitely weaker, and that this is a they're, they're just very they're usually very bland uh, characters, and they you know they're not as interesting or as deep as the characters that are built in your DC universes. Um, so you know, the, Marvel is very much built around your heroes and and things like that, whereas DC is you know. It's lots of times about the them being a foil to whoever the hero is. Yeah, the hero is only as good as their villain, and yes, that's why some of these Marvel heroes uh, can be a little bit forgettable, in my opinion. Mm, okay. Yep. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. So uh, our draft order goes as follows. I will go number one overall. Suck it, losers. Uh, <laughs> and then, Justin, you will go number two. And then, Anthony, you will be number three. And then from there... Seems pretty convenient that the uh, host got the number one <laughs> overall pick. Yeah, well, last time I was third. So, uh, so, and then in round two, uh, for all you fantasy football junkies out there, this is a snake draft. We will flip it. You will then go uh, first in round two. Anthony, so you'll have back-to-back picks. Justin, you're always going to be riding in the bitch seat, in the middle seat there. Um, and then I will be... Uh, language. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be. Uh, I will be in uh, the last spot in round two, and then it'll flip once again. So, that being said, uh, ding 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 ding. We are going to start the Marvel villains draft. Okay, and very similarly to how Anthony made his number one overall selection in the DC villains draft. I think I'm about to make a pretty obvious selection here. Unanimous, uh, you think? And in fact, to go ahead and let's go ahead and snap it right here. Oh boy! And say that <laughs> number one overall will be Thanos. What shocker! You can have him. <laughs> shocker! Uh, it believe, seems... it or, believe it or not, he's not unanimous in my opinion. Well, that's fine. Uh, yeah, you... he wasn't number one on mine. That's he fine. He was not number one on mine either. You guys could be wrong. So, uh, <laughs> which is why I kind of wanted to go. I didn't want to go number one overall, yeah. but to me, I kind of felt like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't not do this, um, especially because I think Thanos is the only villain, in, at least in the MCU, that had an entire feature film focused on him. Yeah, which I really enjoyed the fact that he was the main character of Infinity War. Yeah, um, he was the hundred percent main character. One, and yeah, without a doubt. By the end of that movie, or the or the middle to end. You actually could see his point of view, dude. Like yeah, you could, sure. you could hundred percent relate to what he was bringing to the table. And you know what? And a little part of you was like, "This is actually not a bad idea." 
yeah. with the way the, uh, the world <laughs> yeah. around us is going. Yeah. Like, For the, sure. the way it's being per- portrayed, yeah. especially by him, his and, point of view. And it's not just the world, it's the universe. Like, right. in his mind, this isn't an Earth thing. Like overpopulation, lack of resources. No, this, this is a is, right. this is a galactic thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so Thanos, obviously, in regards to the MCU, he is the cream of the crop. At least, generally speaking, critically, you know, most people would say clearly the the top villain in in Marvel history in terms of comic books. He is the the biggest bad guy, right? So, uh, in terms of um, Kind of like popularity. I mean, Anthony's grimacing a little bit, but that's what I've. I'm not a comic book guy. You could tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're definitely. You're not a comic book guy. Which I mean, Thanos is definitely. He's upper echelon. He's like the the, the top three that I'm talking about here. Yeah. Um, The way he's portrayed in the MCU is. I think it's I think it's perfect. Uh, I think it 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 kind of sets him up as uh, larger than life. He is uh, menacing. He's intelligent. He he does a very good job of portraying like what it means to be like evil and a villain because he has a cause behind it. He has yeah. a he has a backing. He's not just doing yeah. it for the sake of doing it. He has like a, he's his his passion is involved here. So yeah. I mean. Thanos is a great number one overall pick. However, he would not have been mine. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's not what I was asking. Right. Though. Just help me understand. Mm-hmm. I am not a comic book reader, right. but watching all the Marvel movies, I was always told, you know, the history of like Marvel comics. He is the biggest, baddest villain. Maybe not your favorite. Maybe not the best. Right. But has like the biggest stakes and was always the hardest to overcome. Well, no. If when you put it that way, when you say stakes, yes, he he probably did have the biggest stakes in the Marvel comic book uh, universe. Uh, it's because you know he's wiping out half of mankind. Like, so when you yeah. say when you add stakes to it, yes, he is the biggest, baddest uh, w- as far as stakes yeah. go. But uh, as far as like villainy, I think there's some other. Uh, more menacing, yeah, a little bit more menacing, a little bit more. Yeah. Well, he's uh, not that menacing, right? He's doing something that some of us are actually pretty convinced. Actually, yeah. it's kind of a yeah, kind of a good idea. And again, yeah. we are going off. Of, and Anthony, I'll let you speak in here a second. Sorry, I've interrupted you a few times. Uh, <laughs> we are going solely based uh, as best we can off of movies and TV shows we've right, seen. Correct. So yes. that's what I think. Like. You know, it, to me, it seemed like a no-brainer just because, and maybe I'm taking the safe pick here, but hey, when you get number one overall, you take the safe pick. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, you, that's, you, you draft that's that goes. Ryan Leaf, right? I, that? And that's right. And you know what? <laughs> if it costs my entire team, like, decades more of, you know, just irrelevance, then that's fine. Yeah, all right, exactly. Right? So. Uh, Anthony, you were yeah, going to say I, something. I, uh, well, everything that we said about, the, uh, about Marvel villains being kind of weak and things like that, uh, I will admit, in the MCU, he is the one villain that is really like built very well. Yeah, and he's you know y- y- you see him for a long period of time, and he's the shadow uh, as you're seeing everything happening a- uh, along the way. And he is very much um, y- you can just tell he's he's very powerful. He's in control. Uh, of, uh, of everything he does, and he, you know, they build this long storyline. Lots of times, they kind of just throw this villain at you. They do their thing, and then they. He's a one off. The villains yeah. are usually one off. Yeah, they're usually yeah. one off. Yeah. Whereas with in the MCU, especially just with the MCU, like Thanos was done was built for the long run. Like you see him, you hear about him so early in the franchise and there's all this like want as you're like, and then you get these little glimpses of him, these little glimpses of him. And then, you know, and they finally, you know, by the time he actually shows up, 
you have a little bit of background in them, and you have so much want to. So much depth. And then they do a great job of, you know, fleshing him out as a real right. character uh, in Infinity War. So, and, and, you know, definitely, definitely the big bad of the MCU. Right. And this is what's going to make this this particular draft fun. Like when we did the DC one, it felt like there was pretty good content all five rounds. This is just what you were alluding to. <laughs> I think by the time we get to round three, and, and look, I love Marvel movies. Everyone here does, right? right like that's yep. one of the main inspirations for our podcast, originally getting together to talk about mostly Marvel films and yep. other, other similar products as well. Uh, but we're also honest, <laughs> and, and a lot of the villains have been bit of a bit of a dud. So once we get, to, I think, to like round three, we're going to see that. But again, even if you guys wouldn't have picked Thanos number one overall, pretty safe pick in my mind. Let's go ahead and move on to the number two pick. All right, to Justin Sandoval, Sandy, right, so what you got for us? My number two pick. He also has a cause, and okay. he also has a moments uh, where you can kind of see where he's coming from. You can kind of understand uh, his his thought process here. And I am gonna go with Magneto. Ooh, okay. In my eyes, Magneto is clearly the number one overall uh, draft pick. But uh, no worries there, man. Thanos is still a good solid pick. But yeah, man. I went safe. It's fine. Magneto has a lot of layers to him, man. Uh, For sure. A lot, a lot of layers. Um, For what it's worth, he was on my draft board, and uh, I would have liked him on my team. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm, I definitely had him number one. Yeah. He was on his own little pedestal. Um, you know, my favorite scene in the entire one of my favorite scenes in the entire Marvel universe. Um, MCU, cinematically, Fox, like yeah, everything, all right? that, all stuff. the properties. Yes, his his. Uh, I'll let you get back to this, but his scene in the in the plane in Days of Future Past with is, Wolverine, yeah, is just just so so perfect and it's just a great scene do you have do you have that quote did you want I did to I, that? no I did not have the quote okay. if you have it go for it I have the quote Angel Azazel Emma Banshee mutant brothers and sisters all dead countless others experimented on butchered where, where were you Charles we were supposed to be to protect them where were you when your own people needed you hiding? You and Hank pretending to be something you are not. You abandoned us all. So good, man. <laughs> I mean, it's the cause. It, like I'm saying, like he's he's a part of a group of individuals. I mean, and obviously the the X Men can represent a lot of people in society, uh, many people, and he's he's fighting for the few. Uh, to give a voice to the few, stop holding us back from our um, our individual selves, our, our powers that we were born with and we cannot control, uh, That the fact that we were born this way. Yes. And they are... Uh, fighting to be relevant, they're fighting to have their their own their own set of uh, of voices to be heard. And Magneto is just the one who has the loudest voice, and he's willing to do something with it. Yes, and not to mention his powers are absolutely incredible. So sweet. Yes, yeah. the things that he can do, and that you don't even realize that he can do. Like, uh, I mean, obviously. When uh, Ian McKellen is playing him in the original X uh, yeah. X Men series, uh, just. The whole when he's like turns the guns around on people and he like he can take the guns apart and yeah. all the little pieces in there, uh, I mean it's it's fantastic. Or and when um, Mystique uh, 
poisons that one guy, uh, poisons the prison guard with uh, with iron in oh, his yeah, blood, yeah, and right. he just kind of pulls the Ooh, iron out of his God. blood. Yeah. And he, yeah, and he's just escaping with this little bit of iron because he's just shooting it through people. And, yes. I mean, it's it's quite incredible. And then, and then, just when you think like Ian McKellen, he he does a very good portrayal of him. Yeah. Michael Fassbender comes into the scene, man, and he, Ooh. I'm telling you, his portrayal of Magneto is close, close to as good as Heath Ledger did as Joker. I hope, I really hope he comes back in in the Disney world. Yeah. Oh, like that would be seriously, yeah. like, fantastic. No, he's yeah. one of the, he's one of the few characters from the Fox universe that I'm like really hoping they yeah. s- they keep. I, yeah. I think he, so too. He really kills it, man. He does a great job, man. And uh gosh, the way he had the way, away with words. Uh th- there's a scene where he is talking to Mystique in the the newer series and he's trying to convince her to come to his side and it, just the way he has with his words and how he can affect you uh, like mentally and get yes. you thinking about like, Hey, like he actually is making a lot of sense here. And that's when mystique makes the decision to join his side instead of Charles Xavier's side. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. He's just great an incredible, villain, great villain. Sure. There are a lot of layers to him yeah. and uh, we can, I guess one of, honestly, the f- one of the few things that Fox nailed. Yes. yes. They nailed that a hundred percent. Ian McKellen both and Michael Fosbender. Yeah. With both of them. Fantastic. Well, and as we have talked about before, uh, one of the things that makes a great villain is them being a foil to who the hero is supposed to be. And I think that he is a great foil to what Charles is. Their their upbringings, uh, Charles was handed everything. He thinks... He, 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 his main idea is that the world is full of good people, and then they may do bad things, but they are essentially good. Where Ian McKellen and Fassbender's um, versions of Magneto, they were brought up in such pain, and you know they show it and go through it with him in the Holocaust, and you know oh, the, man. the the ideas of you know that people are evil and that they need to be the the way to show them the the correct way is. Lots of times by force, yep. yeah. And so yeah. it's a very you, it's, you very much had like a you kind of had like the classic MLK Malcolm X difference. Yes, differences very there much too. so. Very much so, yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, great pick. I can't blame you. I mean, Magneto was on my draft board. Like I said, sounds like you stole him from Anthony. So I'm really cu- curious to see. You know, when you're on draft day, you got it. You got a prospect in mind. You're excited to draft him. And then another team steps up and takes your guy. What do you do next, right? So let's hear what you got for number three overall, Shimato. Uh Number three overall, I am going to go with – it's a tough decision. I got a couple people I got clumped. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Loki. Oh, okay. Number, number three overall. Nice. Good first I know round quality here. I know it's a little, you know, basic of me, but I'm going to go with Loki. Um, you know, he's the he's a very he's a very um in, in the MCU, he's a very um what am I trying to say here? He um, complex character. He's a he's a bit complex and confused in his Joker-esque. own Joker-esque. <laughs> in some ways, yes, he is very jestery. He is, he is, of course, the you know god of he's mischief, god, god of mischief, and you know, uh, and a lot of his stuff is based out of perceived slights and actual slights in his life. And you know, uh, it's it's always interesting when you have a familial bond between people, between um, villains and heroes. Um, you know, with of course Thor being his um, being his uh, brother, and it, it, it's. Um, when you deal with a family like that, lots of times there's uh, there's sibling rivalries and things that build up that you know you feel like you deserve something, but you end up not getting it. Um, so 
Uh, I just feel like it, you know, he, he encapsulates that and he's, he's just a very interesting, uh, set up and how, um, how, uh, how things roll in the Marvel universe and how, you know, he's, he's not a hundred percent evil, but he is, you know, all on those lines. And I, I've always loved the scene where you kind of see him break in, um, when, after Frigga has passed away, and oh, yeah, and in the dark like world. all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like he's holding himself th- together by his magic, and then it goes down, and his room's destroyed. Yeah, and he's just so distraught, and like you see a little bit f- deeper into him that he has a little more depth than just the surface. No. And of course, in classic like fashion of like early Marvel letting you down there, like the rest, like. They didn't capitalize on that great moment. Thor literally is like, I didn't come to mourn with you. It's like, dude, what are they doing? Like, yeah, that was such a good, great opportunity, that was and a they just, era. like, yeah. threw it out. Like, oh, so frustrating. But yeah. I'm with you, man. Loki is such a great character. I mean, he was the, for many years, the only, like, actual <laughs> villain yeah. that was, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well received, I guess. Developed. Developed, for sure. I mean, nobody, no villain outside of Thanos in MCU had more development than Loki. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, Justin, I will will add this. Uh, Loki is a phenomenal character. He is not actually in my top uh, tier of villains that I said, that I I talked about earlier. Great. That's uh, wonderful. But uh, the complexity of Loki is great. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that we can all relate to in Loki as, uh, as being the I don't the redheaded stepchild, quote unquote. <laughs> the adopted, yeah, the, yeah, he's adopted. My mere uh, little icicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's a fish out of water kind of. For yeah, sure. uh, he's Asgardian, but quote unquote, but not really Asgardian. Yeah, um, but yet he's trying to find his place in the world to try to make his uh, parents uh, happy and 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 they approve of him and proud. But in, no matter how hard he tries, he's just never going to be that way in the eyes of Odin. Um, because the Odin knows where he comes from, and Thor is the rightful heir, and there's nothing that uh, Loki can do to change that mind. So yep. there's a, there's a lot there uh, to really think about, depth. It, especially depth, depth, the depth. driving factor, what pushes him to be evil, like that type of deal. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, real, last thought because we do got to move on, but uh, I always tell people because I always get people coming up to me like in the last few years saying, "Hey, I'm going to get into Marvel." You know, it was usually based on. They wanted to catch up to watch either Infinity War or Endgame, yeah. and they would say, "Hey, what do I got to watch?" And I'm like, "Great, you know, this person <laughs> who's done zero work, they're not going to watch all 19 movies. They need to." But I would yeah. always, I actually would always say, even though it's going to be painful, you need to watch both of the Thor films mm-hmm. because they they are so important for understanding not only Thor but Loki. Yeah, you that's know, right. yeah. Um, and and he really was. He was never an Avenger, right? He was never a hero, right? Uh, you might argue he's an anti-hero, uh, but he was certainly a villain for a little while. And yep. great character, good pick, Anthony. I'm excited to hear who your next pick is with the uh, first pick in the second round. Uh, with the first pick in the second round, I'm going to go with Killmonger. Uh, of course, mm. like, yep. I mean, it makes sense. Let's hear it. Uh, once again, it's kind of built off that sibling rivalry just a little bit. Um, so, like, Killmonger is, uh, once again, the slighted, um, a slighted member of, uh, of, royal family. of, 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 uh, this family, and, you know, he feels like he, he lost what he should have had. Um, you know, he, he is, he's one of the... Uh, he he's a great villain because a lot of times the villains in the MCU are a bit hokey, 
and I feel like they did not really go that way with him at all. No. He's, he's very grounded. Yes, he's very grounded. Uh, he's very intense and driven in what he is doing. Um, and he earned what he has. Yes, like yes. He, he worked from the bottom, and he came all the way up to the top by hard work, dedication, and... It's a very, very much relatable villain as well. So Yeah, and it, it's kind of in- interesting because he's kind of it, – it, it's almost like the inverse situation of what you see with like Aquaman and, um, and Orm. It's, it's like Orm is the, is the son that was in power and everything like that, and he, but he becomes the villain, and Aquaman comes in and you know, saves the day of Atlantis, whereas in this, the established son is – is T'Challa and the in the um, Killmonger is the um, is the one who's coming in and trying to usurp the power. So it's almost it, it almost creates an idea of a lot of times it's point of view who you who you think is the villain and who you think is the hero is lots of times from where you're standing. Yeah, you know, and and that's what was great about Black Panther. It really you could see both sides of that, and yeah. really, I think anytime you can have a villain, and I want to say all this before Justin gets in here and kind of craps on this, but uh, anytime you can have a villain who, when you see him and you hear his story, you really understand him, yeah. or even more, if you just totally agree with him, yeah. right? Which there was a lot of that with Killmonger, um, and I just love that scene in in Black Panther where he's. You know, he he goes into the ancestral plane, but he not really. He doesn't get to go to the ancestral plane because he's not actually the king. Yeah. But he does get to talk to his father, and right. you could just see the pain, and you you really get the sense, like you I I do. You really understand his pain and his drive, and I think that's what makes him a, a really good villain. And I'd love to hear Justin's thoughts because I saw yeah. your face earlier. Okay, so. Kill- oh, you were so kill- picky, yeah. man. Kill- you were so picky. Killmonger is a great great villain overall. Uh, Michael B. Jordan does a phenomenal job in portraying this character. Amazing job. So Marvel, they had a good thing with Killmonger, but what do they do? They kill him one off. Yeah, this yeah. Ki- this is a villain that uh, you you're related to. Like you saw the sides, like kind of like Thanos. Uh, you can understand his thought process, and you could have done so much more with the Killmonger character and keeping him going to the rest of the universe. Yeah, and yet you kill him. I don't. I don't understand yeah. that. I mean, I, yeah. Okay. Oh, so that's that, not that was your gripe. That was your gripe. That was my gripe. But oh, he's, also, he's also not in my top. That. He's also not my top tier. Well, that's so. okay. But that, but <laughs> even if he's not, like, right. I understand that yeah. gripe. I totally feel that. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who think, you know, yes, he's dead, but uh, know, it's he, Marvel. He's, he's coming back. Yeah, he's probably coming back. Yeah. But you don't kill off somebody who has such a big reach into the viewership and the community that the the movie is is connecting with. Yeah. And he, Michael B. Jordan just yeah, completely did, does a phenomenal job yeah. in that role. Although that does not sound like you have a problem with him. That sounds like you have a problem with Marvel. Right, right. So let's that's, just, let's so just say that big right distinction there. there. But yeah. that's good. I'm glad you cleared that up because I saw your face and I was like, what? Because I, I was thinking you didn't yeah. like the actual character. No, no, but, no. I do like Okay. The well, speaking yeah. of characters you like, tell us who is your, next for you with uh, your, your pick in the second All round. All right. So for me, upper, upper tier uh, – Please Magne- don't take Magneto, the person I'm taking. Magneto don't. was in it. Thanos was in it. And I feel like the only other person who can be in this top tier, it's probably not. I don't know. We'll see. Kingpin. Oh, okay, that's oh, a that's really a, good pick. That's King, a really good Kingpin. pick. Kingpin. And the reason why, okay, yeah, I feel good. like he is head and shoulders above the rest of the villains in this in this draft, okay, 
is not only does he span across several uh, characters, all right? Obviously, Spider-Man he tangles with, yeah. uh, Punisher he tangles with, uh, D- Daredevil he tangles with yes. quite uh, a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, but, I, I mean... Twice he fights with, uh, technically, Spider-Man, if you count the Into the Spider-Verse. That's right, yes. And so he... Okay, he's menacing in a way where he is the the overarching villain who has power, who has menacingness, and yeah. he has the ability and resources to pretty much do whatever he wants. He is he's ridiculously strong, but not in a superhero kind of way, but yeah. he he can impose his will upon almost anybody in the Marvels and Magnus. Yeah, granted like Hulk can come in and smash him, but uh, he can go toe to toe with people like Spider Man and Daredevil because of his resources that he has, yeah. and he's kind of like the the Lex Luthor. Oh yeah, I was uh, just yeah. thinking that yep, he's, he's the Lex like, Luthor of the MCU. Yeah, and uh, he has everything planned out. He knows exactly what threads he needs to pull in order to to get a certain outcome. He truly understands the grand scheme, the bigger picture, what we're fighting for. Uh, and I don't know. I just I really feel like he's his portrayal. In this with uh, was Vincent D'Onofrio, right? D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. yes, uh, does a great job of of portraying that larger than life villain over our overall arching villain. So yeah, I had I had him in like my second tier. He was in my second tier, not in my top tier, but uh, yeah, definitely in my like that second tier of uh, people. I had about four or five people that were kind of clumped together for me. So yeah, overall Kingpin, I, th- I feel like yeah, he's, he, he's he a was great, he, great he was villain. incredibly menacing mm-hmm. in the in the Daredevil and in, the, in sure. really the Netflix uh, per- portrayals of of him was just it was he was he was really phenomenal and even and, into the Spider Verse I, I liked him in into the yes. Spider Verse oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was really good in yeah. that and even you know. Um, you know, he Denorfia is just—he's so menacing, and he's such a phenomenal actor to bring him play in that role. He—he he, he really does encapsulate. He just that really well. needs to come to the MCU. I really hope they—they they don't like waste him and and yeah. never go to that character again. They really need to bring him over to the MCU, maybe to be in Spider-Man Three or yeah. when they launch. Even like in the comic books, he's got a connection to Blade as well. So like yeah. maybe there's something to, something to do there. So. That would be interesting. Uh, but yeah. That's all I got for you there. That's good. That's good. So we'll move on now to my pick in the second round, and I get two in a row, which is fun. To, you know, fun to kind of plan on here. Uh, it's tough because for me, there's three more that I really do like a lot, and then there's a drop off, but I can only pick two of them. So that's the part that's hard. I was kind of anticipating a little bit of a different flow here. Um, ah, this is hard. This is hard. Who am I going to pick? Okay, if I had to be honest, so. This this next villain uh, has had redemption, but was originally a villain, okay? And y- there's not a ton of depth in terms of dialogue, but they were a villain. Hmm. Um, and it comes from my favorite Marvel film. Oh, boy. I'm talking about the Winter Soldier. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. So All not, right. not Bucky, but the Winter Soldier, Okay. Uh, in in the sense of the original um, portrayal of him in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay, so just thinking back to that film, and this is why it's he's so high on my list as a villain. At the time, I always say this: at the time that um, at the time that Captain America, the Winter Soldier film came out, uh, the MCU had the Avengers film uh, maybe a year or a year and a half prior, maybe two years prior. And you had Loki. He was the only formidable villain in the whole yeah. MCU at that point. Then you have Iron Man 3, which 
<clears throat> oh gosh. You can't talk about Marvel villains without talking about the absolute atrocity of Iron Man 3. The faux Mandarin. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, which would have been, like, would have been, vi- the Mandarin would have been very high on my list if that particular character was, would actually, have, the was actually the Mandarin. Was actually the Mandarin. Still holding out some hope, though. Maybe. Well, well not, maybe not that particular actor, though. Oh, no, I think it's, it, I think there's a very decent chance that it could be the same actor. Okay, which but, would be great. We'll, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about that later. Yeah, probably not enough time on this pod for it, but that's, that's a cool thought. But then after that, you have Thor the Dark World, which had the worst villain of all Marvel villains, I think. That's it's, true. Right? I agree. Then you get Winter Soldier, which at the time when Captain America the Winter Soldier came out, I mean, I don't think anyone really thought that Marvel was about to fall apart. But, like, if you really look back on it, a lot of the main characters' contracts were up. You didn't really know what was going to come next. And they just released this bomb of a movie. And the main premise um, is Hydra coming out of the shadows. Yes. And Hydra's chief killing agent, their chief um, just epic assassinating guy, (laughs) assassinator. Uh, Is that a word? I don't know. I don't know. Absolutely. Assassin. Assassin. I just said assassinator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of sounds cool. It but, does sound pretty cool. Uh, the Winter Soldier. So really what I loved about him, just just everything about the actual Winter Soldier. He seemed unstoppable, didn't yes, he? Yes. He, he seems so unrelenting. Dude, just the look on, on Chris Evans, <laughs> on Steve Rogers' face. When he throws the shield and he catches it with yeah. that metal arm. Yeah. Yep. The look on his face is like, what? And then he just chucks it back at him. Yes. And everything about the Winter Soldier in that film uh, was amazing. And obviously, I know he's not a villain anymore. Uh, but later in, in Civil War, there's flashbacks to where he kills um, the Stark, uh, Tony's parents. Yeah. So, yep. so you just, you, I just loved him as a villain. And I kind of was wishing we would have seen him as a villain in the past in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. this yeah. current season. But anyways, I know that's a little different. You guys probably didn't have him up there that high. But I really love that portrayal and everything it meant to me as a Marvel fan that, that early on. Yeah, I'll admit that, I mean, in that movie, he was phenomenal. That is, um, if not my favorite, definitely in that top two or three movies in the MCU. Um, just, you know, a phenomenal movie. It went in a completely different direction than any of the other movies yeah. had gone. It was like, it was a spy thriller, but it was a Marvel movie. For sure. So it was fantastic. And he was definitely this unrelenting killing machine that, you know, was just knocking off people left and right. And, you know, just the only person that we knew that could actually, like, step toe-to-toe with with Cap uh, at that yeah, time. Yeah, So, Which okay. I feel like that fight, the fight scene between Cap and Winter Soldier at the end, I mean, as epic as it was, it was amazing, but, like, you, there wasn't, I mean, Winter Soldier won, I thought. Like, he, he Which won. Which one? On the helicarrier? Yeah, on the helicarrier when oh, it's yeah, crashing. He, yeah, he 100%, yeah, he 100% won. won. And, uh, I mean, Cap I mean, lost that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, dude, the, the knife... Oh yeah, yeah, flip. the knife oh, catching, oh, dude. Oh. That whole just the music, just, yeah. just that just that movie yeah. in general. Yeah. Or you te- know te- technically, he he won the fight, but he lost the war. <laughs> hey, funny thought, just to throw this out here. So that's like at least one or two on my list in MCU movies all time. I've watched it so many times that the Blu-ray disc. Every time I watch it, there's a couple spots spots where it skips now. Yeah, because oh it doesn't gosh. work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You go. So uh, we've we're two rounds in. We've got three to go. We've been going for a while. So the rest of our rounds, we're gonna we're not gonna be able to talk as much in as much detail. But we're gonna kind of fly through this a little bit. Uh, we're gonna go on to round three. I'm on the clock once again. 
and I'm going to keep it with the Hydra theme. Ooh. This okay. one's a little different. Okay. The th- number, the first pick in the third round, Marvel villains, is Grant Ward. Ooh, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, so much different here. Um, it's so funny. I actually saw on Twitter one time, or maybe it was Reddit, a picture of a kid at like a Comic-Con or something. And uh, Grant Ward's the, the actual actor. Do you guys know his name? Brett Dalton. Brett Dalton. He was he took a picture with him because the kid's shirt said, "Grant Ward is the greatest villain in the MCU." And it, <laughs> it's, it's hard to argue. It, it really is. He, Honestly, though, he yeah. is a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal villain, and he uh, once again he create he's uh, creates the um, the overarching uh, villain as well as the story. That is behind it. He's yeah. another one of the representations of the few times that Marvel really hits hit know, a home a, run, a deep villain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so much depth, so much development, yeah. obviously. And if you haven't seen Agents of Shield, one, you wouldn't know who I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, but I mean, <laughs> he really is. I mean, is there a more important villain in Agents of Shield? No, I don't think so. No, no. That, yeah. that the turn, the reveal yeah. of uh, oh, uh, the reveal was so yeah. yes. of Hydra coming out and him being a and key. then his, and his reveal was delayed a yes, little. That's, that's what right. made it so right. yes. oh, much man. more weighty. It hits hard it when really he does. when he shoots Victoria hand, and it's like. What? Wait, 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 wait. What just happened? What just happened? Yeah. So he there's so much depth with his character. Literally saved a show. Him becoming the villain <laughs> saved the show. Yeah. It really did. Yeah, that's that's very true. So, um, man. Great and, pick. And, Great yeah, pick. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys had him on your list or. I did. He was. He was on my list. Ah, yes. Well, that makes me happy to know that I stole him from you. So, Justin, we're going to go back to you. Yeah. Uh, pick number two in the third round. All right. So I am going to go with Venom. Ah, Venom okay. is ah, yes, yes. So uh, he's portrayed as a villain in uh, Spider-Man Three, which is not a not a not a very good movie, and the portrayal is not one hundred percent accurate. All that good. However, I do believe the Sony movie later up with Venom does a really good job of the of showing the character, the powers, the yeah. the the menacingness, and just overall Venom. He looks like a villain. He looks fantastic yes, when sure. he's done right, which I do believe that the Sony Venom movie yeah. does get that look a little bit better than what uh, Sam Raimi did with Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Um, Venom is just a fantastic character. Um, it's a symbiote, and it just it, it brings out the, uh, I guess, the worst nature of the host, and it amplifies it. And uh, really cool powers, similar to well, it adapts to Spider-Man's powers, but actually, there's way more complexity to the powers of the symbiote. So, anyway, Venom is on my list yeah. for sure, and a classic v- Marvel villain too. Yeah, oh yeah, great yeah. villain. That's that's a good pick right there, man. Nice. Okay, uh, Shimano, your pick in the third round. Uh, I am gonna go with. Let's see. I'm gonna go with Red Skull. Okay. Nice. Yes. Uh, you know whether he's being played by um, Hugo <laughs> Weaving, who is one of my one of I think of most underrated actors. You know he's in he's he, when you really think about his work, he's in like everything. Um, you know that has <laughs> to do with the in, the in the geek world, and then you know picked up again by Ross Marquand in um, in uh, what was it Endgame? It was in, in Endgame. Um, so you know he's just a he's a great you know he has very 
straight line. Like you, you know what he's trying to do there. You know, you know he's trying to um, get power and things like that, and using the World War II to get himself to uh, to the ultimate power position. So, yeah. he, he, just he, fantastic villain, and Hugo Weaving plays him fantastically. Very Slight correction job, too. Yeah. He was also in Infinity War. I said Endgame like I was all confident, but it was he's also in Infinity War yeah. too, yeah. which was the big reveal when he was in Infinity War. It was like what? Like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, people went nuts. I don't yeah. think anyone saw that coming. Um, great pick, and and honestly, the, if you think back so long ago, and I know Justin will say this because he's uh, seen this movie. What was it? Six times in theaters. I did the first see it, Avenger. Yes, right? I did Captain see America. Captain the America. The first six times in theaters. Yes, uh, it did. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a lot of popcorn. Um, <laughs> another example of, and of course he did come back. You know, ten years later. But another example of like Marvel kind of just getting rid of a great villain. Like yeah. he was good in he, that film. He was great in that movie. You know? Although I will say, part of it was because Hugo Weaving basically said he right. didn't want to be a, <laughs> he didn't want to be Red Skull anymore. Sure, sure. Their hands might have been tied a little bit, but yeah. it did still yeah. stick as a fan. So good pick. Let's move on to the fourth round. Number one pick for you in the first round, Anthony. All right, let's see. The My, snake, to your benefit. Who are you all taking? All right, I am going to go with Doc Ock. Mm. Yes. Um, you know, he kind of he, he's kind of portrayed in Spider-Man 2 as almost a little bit of an anti-hero towards the end. You know, he kind of makes the heroic turn, but Alfred Molina plays him very well. Very um, good. You know, he's a very sympathetic villain. You know, he he's the he's a villain who's not necessarily evil, but his mind is a little warped by the by the um, by the suit that he wears. Um, and then there was a nice little uh, play and uh, twist in Spider-Man Into the Universe when yes, Catherine ha- Han, um, you know, kind of uh, kind of threw you off a little bit by having a female Doc Ock. So that was a really interesting little play on that as well. Yeah, yeah. when that was revealed in that, I, I was, was it, what's your I, name I enjoyed again? it, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see the name tag? Yeah. <laughs> just the, yes. just the very, grin. <laughs> very, very fun reveal that they yeah. did there. But, yeah, no, it's, he's definitely a great villain. Um, he's on my list for sure. But uh, Same. Alfred Molina, he, he's the one that really sells it there. Uh, great, great portrayal. Nice Amazing. work. Nice yep. work. Okay. Uh, Justin, you are up. Who you got in the fourth round? All right. So in the fourth round, I am going to go with Dark Phoenix. Ooh, yes. interesting. Yeah, Jean Grey. Uh, she does a really good job as a hero, but there is this darker side in her that she's been ecl- um, engulfed with the Phoenix power, and yes. that kind of helps uh, turn her to the dark side. And uh, she, her powers are un, unmatchable in my in my opinion. She can manipulate everything, and it's uh, mentally, physically, she can she can overload uh, her power and just completely obliterate the whole entire universe if she wanted to. Uh, so she's definitely overpowered for sure. But Dark Phoenix is probably one of the strongest characters in the Marvel universe. So, hmm. It's a good, it's a good shout there. It's a good shout. Yep. Did you overall like the Dark Phoenix movie? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> did not. Um, but uh, I, the, oh, things, the things that she was doing in the movie, like just her powers and all, like I, I can get behind that. Yeah. I actually don't mind the portrayal of Jean Grey by uh, what's her Sophie Turner. I yes. don't, I don't yes. mind that. I, yeah. I'm okay if they bring her back to do Jean Grey because I feel like if they had more time to develop the character and really like, yeah. uh, really 
you know, pull her out as as more of a character. I think yeah. that she would do a great job in that in that role. So yeah, I felt like Fox was like really just trying to push this last entity out before the merger. Yeah, and they were just get like, more money. they're they like, phone that one. Let's evacuate sure. everything we have. Let's for get the sure, money man. from the people yeah. that we can, and you know, get, get, you know, get whatever we can out of this before um, Disney takes over. That's right. So so this is tough for me. So it's my pick, fourth round, and then. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go again in the fifth round. So I, I get two picks here to finish off my roster, and I'm kind of having a tough time because again we're at this point of the uh, the quality of the crap heap. Yeah, although the, I will say there's one name that I thought you guys would have had higher. I wasn't gonna take him, but I'm not gonna spoil it because I want to see if anyone actually drafts him. That I was. I'm kind of shocked is still on the board. I'm gonna come back to that if you, if we don't draft him. I'm gonna. I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. If we don't, if we, if not, come back to me. But. The tough thing is I got to pick two more, so uh, I'm debating which of these two I liked more. Okay, oh, oh, all right, here we go. Uh, gosh, again, this is the, the part where <laughs> you were talking about Justin. Like it's just going to get to this point of uh, who knows. All right, here we go with my pick in the fourth round. I'm going to take Mysterio. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, again, like. I, Mostly because, I mean, I knew coming into Far From Home that he was going to be, uh, you know, a conniving liar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but I I really did like the way they pulled it off. Yes. yes. Okay? That was done very well. And I like that Mysterio, to me, wasn't just one character. wasn't one person. It was his whole team pulling yeah. off this deception. Yeah. And the then, team of henchmen, the former team of henchmen. henchmen. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I actually did like that when they're going yeah. around the bar and they're, t- you know, they're pointing out all these people who, yeah, from, from Iron Man one, the yeah. guy from the, oh, yeah. the lab. Yeah, that was you so know? cool. Like the, the that fact great. that you know it, it it pulled from every aspect of the yep. MCU. Yeah, yeah, and even He's though a fun villain, and even though I, um, and this this is my favorite part of Mysterio, was that um, and what's Jake Gyllenhaal? That's right. Yeah. I just have a mind yeah. blank there. I could really tell that uh, he actually did care about Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I really did love that. And he was like, he was so mad that he was going to have to kill him, and it was a, it was one of his henchmen's fault. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was yeah. a really wicked. Like you could see, there's a, there's actually a good bit of depth and and um, uh, yeah. wickedness there. But I actually liked Mysterio, and I think what he did, if they play on it right. I th- is my theory for where M- the MC the greater MCU is going in a direction of like deceitfulness and fake news and government control and yeah. just perception of the heroes and it's really all his fault. Yeah. You know he like starts he is, it all, yeah. he starts it all by revealing Peter Parker's identity. So yeah. Yeah. and the scene where he warps Peter's reality and he's seeing all this craziness go on around him uh, I yeah. thought that was one of the best scenes in the MCU. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was really cool and I I love the fact that it wasn't like he was he wasn't just some like overpowered person yeah. or anything like that. He was he was using his brain and you know once again a, a villain who's thinking about what they're doing and using what they have around them to be able to uh, to do what they knew. It isn't just like, you know, oh, I'm going to punch you or I'm going to use my laser eyes or something like that. It was, right. you know, very much thought out. He had this big plan that he was that he was playing out and it was, you know, he was really messing with Spider-Man yeah. and the universe to build it up the way he wanted it to. That's right. So Big shout out to Mysterio. Okay, so now what's Fi- even, final pick. What's even harder is trying to make this pick because that one was hard. Like, but uh, 
<sighs> there's literally like six people here that I feel like I can choose, and none of them are because it's it's either I pick a character, a villain that I really didn't think was that great of a villain, but I know yeah. the character is amazing, right? Right? Like just Marvel just missed it in their in their portrayal in I a mean, film, yeah. Or, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Or I'm picking someone based off of pure potential for what could happen because maybe this character will return. Um, gosh, man, I really wish one of you guys could go now because I can we trade? You guys want to? Does anyone want to <laughs> trade up? Hey, do you want to trade up? You want to offer one I of mean, the guys you you've drafted for to move up in the draft? Here? I mean, we don't have any. You waited too late in the draft. You should have d- talked about this earlier. You know, we don't have. We only have one draft pick left. There's no capital. Uh, well, but maybe maybe there's someone that's still on the board that you really want, and you're willing to make a deal with me. Not well, at all. I'm this just is saying. <laughs> if this was DC, yeah. then maybe there, I might make I'm, a trade. I, I'm really eager to see what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying we don't have any draft capital. We only okay, have you one know pick what? I'm gonna, here's here's what I'm going to make my pick because there's a potential that I think Justin really did like this person, this actual character, and I'm going to draft him just in the hopes that maybe it ruins your next pick, okay? Um, Even though this wasn't a major villain at all. This is so dumb. All right, my last pick. My last pick with the hopes that this character will return based off of what I just said off of the effect of Mysterio, I'm going to say Justin Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Was I right? Uh, Were you gonna take him? I was not gonna take ah, him. No, it. I was not I gonna just, take him. You did like him though, right? I did. I yeah. enjoyed his character. Oh so, yeah, Sam Rockwell, yeah. Is a yeah. phenomenal actor. He does actor. a he does a good job, man. right? So, <laughs> Iron Man two again. It's not the greatest Marvel film, yeah. But Justin Hammer, in my mind, was one of the highlights of that film. Yeah, yeah. Even he though was. even though he really was only around for a little bit, mm. um, but again, I'm I, I, we're, we we are really. Uh, we're really <laughs> reaching. We're reaching, we're reaching here. hard here yeah. at this point. Um, but I guess what I did love about Justin Hammer again is what could be, you know, if Marvel goes with a more of a secret, you know, behind the scenes power pulling strings. Like he he could be a very powerful villain yeah. in the future of the MCU, and I did love his portrayal in Iron Man too. But you know it's the fifth round. Who gives a rip, uh, Justin? Who <laughs> do you, round. who do you got here in the fifth round? All right. Well, I think I'm also going to go off a of potential. Okay, and I think I'm going to go with somebody that was hinted to a little bit earlier. Uh, a little little jump the gun there. I'm going to go with Doctor Doom. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, his tons portray- of potential. Yes, his portrayal in the Fantastic Four, the original one with uh, Chris Evans ret- as the Human Torch. Uh, I thought that his portrayal was uh, okay, but the potential of what could happen if a Doctor Doom is introduced into the MCU could be. Pretty, pretty, sh- pretty shaken as far as the MCU heroes go. Like, because what Doctor Doom brings to the table is something that is, I mean, it's, it's Magneto esque. Yeah, what, he, I, I, what I, he can I do. I feel like he could be an overarching villain. Yes, he can be a leading up to. Like, yes. he can be a several movie build, and then boom, Doctor yeah. Doom. Uh, it's very, I don't know. He's got a lot of motive behind him. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, the sense of. I don't know this this overall arching villain like that you just mentioned. So uh, anyway, Doctor Doom. Yeah, a lot uh, of potential. Yes, here. Uh, but, but I gotta point this out right now. The Fantastic Four movie that was made in what twenty fifteen. Oh my gosh! That, yes. that trashy. Yes, they turned Doctor Doom in such a the, the worst way. Like he, 
I don't know. They okay. whiffed on that so hardcore, and I just looks like yeah. a villain from like Power Rangers. Yeah, it was just it was miserable to watch because <laughs> Doctor Doom he is one of my favorites um, in in the comic book universe. So. Yeah, he is a phenomenal villain. Yeah, but okay. anyway, I go Doctor Doom final pick. So, so let me say this before we get to Mister uh, Irrelevant. Mister Irrelevant. That's right. I, there's again. There's a character that I'm really shocked. I thought one of y'all were gonna take. You I, haven't I yet. Think, I think I, th- I know who you're talking about now. You think I, Anthony's going to take him? No, I, I should have taken him, though, but okay. I know who you're talking about. All right, I think. well, let's get to it, and if you don't select the person I'm thinking, I'll let you know. Anthony, who is the final pick of your roster and of this draft? I am going to go with a character who was kind of encapsulates the problems that we talk about in the uh, MCU in that they kill off a villain too quickly or, um, you know, they don't use them properly. Uh, actually, from one of the Netflix shows, and he he was he had such a large impact on how I felt about this first season. And uh, I... But he was knocked off relatively quickly. He was only in, like, three or four episodes, I believe. And now I'm talking about Cottonmouth from... The Luke Cage TV show played by Marshall Ali, and it was just uh, his portrayal in that in that um, that TV show was he was had so much gravitas and he had so much menacing. He was very much similar to me in the idea of he he, he was really close in my opinion to like Kingpin in the sense of like the way he was menacing and the way he had control and the uh, just the way they shot him in the nightclub was so epic and he had such a, a um his character to me was so interesting and intriguing and there was so much to him that I felt like they could have built off of in the universe and uh, like every time I think of him I think of this one scene where they perfectly framed him there was a picture of Biggie Smalls behind him wearing the crown <laughs> and he lines up perfectly with him and he is wearing the crown and it, because it, the way it's lined up and it's just it's a powerful scene that you see and I, I, I he was so good and you know I, I loved his character and I felt like they could have done so much more with it Marvel and, just missed yeah, him he, yeah, he's the, on my they, draft they board as well opportunity. For sure, and you know, once again, we've been talking about this and how missed opportunities, and how once you get this deep in the draft, you're kind of just drafting off potential. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I felt like he was a character that I had I had to just kind of put out there because I, I just loved him as a character, even though he was only on there for a short time. Yeah, he was a great character. That's good. That's good. Okay, so um, you were talking about somebody who we well, missed. Yeah, and, and I so there's two things I want to do before we run we wrap up. I want to talk about a character I, th- I really thought one of y'all were going to take, and then I want to talk about um, characters that should be on. This is going to be fun. That should be on this list, or that should have been drafted, but weren't because Marvel has made some mistakes with villains. Okay, so that's, okay. that'll be fun too. Do you have a guess for who I was thinking that you guys were going to take? Because uh, you keep thinking. I th- I think it's not actually a person; it's a thing. But am I am I right or no? Uh, I was going to say Ultron. No, I was. I didn't think either of y'all were going to take Ultron. I was. I'm. I'm. I was. I, I was almost, right. About I that. almost picked Ultron. I almost did. I thought the. Yeah. Vo- I thought the Vulture. I thought one of you guys ah, were going to take Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. He was. He was gonna. He, he was in that run for like my fourth. Yeah. Of, he, he was almost one of my. I'm la- really shocked. Picks. Like I really. I did love Michael Keaton's. Yeah. Portrayal of him. Um. He was just outside. Like he. My last pick. It was between the Vulture and. And Cottonmouth. 
Gotcha. I, yeah. My last two were Ultron and uh, oh, I picked Doctor Doom. Yeah, so. I guess I'm just thinking. Um, Michael Keaton just killed it. Yeah, but he and he did. Yeah. And he did don't really get me wrong. Well. What I'm about to say is to not uh, crap on Michael Keaton at all. If anything, Michael Keaton was a more scary villain than the Vulture. Him, like just him being yeah, Michael yeah, Keaton, yeah, without, without the <laughs> just, suit, just yeah. being a protective <laughs> father. Yeah, just in the car, I was like, oh, oh yeah. That was but I hate. I didn't really like Homecoming. I, 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 that might just be me, but I didn't really like that film that much. So I, I was never going to pick the Vulture. But you know, if you actually go online and you search like top Marvel villains, there's a lot of people who have like the Vulture number three. Hmm. Yeah, and interesting. So, so I guess I just thought that somebody was going to take him pretty high, and I was kind of. Uh, pleasantly uh, surprised that you guys kind of, you know, did your own thing. I like. I it. might have been a little biased by the fact that you know, outside of the movie, I don't see him as that big of a villain. I agree with that. Like, yeah. he was okay. he was phenomenal in the movie, but I, like in the real comic book universe, he's mm-hmm. not sure. really all yeah. that. You and know. I, I kind of drew a lot from the comic book universe uh, on some of my selections of the villains because even though they may not have been portrayed uh, greatly, like for example Venom in my eyes, he was not portrayed yeah. cr- greatly, yeah. but his arc in the comic book uh, run when he's first introduced is yeah. absolutely mind-blowingly phenomenal that I just I just had to pick him here. Yeah. yeah. You know, an- another thought too, one of my f- Maybe one of my favorite movies in the MCU is Thor Ragnarok. Okay. And the first, like, four times I watched it, I, I really loved Hela. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I thought she was a great villain. She's on my list, yeah. I like and, it, yeah. and then, to be honest, every time I watch it, I'm l- more and more, I'm like, yeah, she's okay. Like, yeah. Because the rest, maybe it's just because the rest of that movie shines so much brighter, just the humor That's and everything. That's true, yeah. Okay, so before we wrap up, and we, we've gone much longer than I anticipated. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, uh, you can talk about crap all day long, a right? couple, A couple of names... Of villains that should have been drafted but were not because Marvel has missed the mark on them. There's two that come to mind for me. Uh, one of them we mentioned earlier, and that was the Mandarin. Yep. And I think if huge we, miss, dude. huge miss. I think if we do this again, I think the Mandarin's obviously coming back in a in a different way, a much better way. Um, I think he'll be drafted again if we do this again in the yeah. future. But also, you just mentioned it, man. Yeah. Ultron. Ultron, huge win. Yeah, like man. Ultron should yeah. have probably been a first or second round pick. Yep. I agree. But I agree. And yeah, and they got James Spader to voice him, which was so yeah. incredible. incredible. Like, yeah. Absolutely incredible actor. Yeah, his, when when they first released his voice, yeah. it was like, oh dude, oh you were like, oh that is that is yeah. epic. I, I still say like he's coming you, back. If he's you go back, back I, yeah, I think so too. If you go back and just watch the Age of Ultron trailers, yeah. and I know this is this is the the downfall of trailers. You can make a trailer look really good. Yeah. The, the Age of Ultron trailers were like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like yeah. this is going to yeah. be amazing, yeah. and that is the story of that film. Just the hype; it couldn't, it couldn't it meet couldn't the expectation. Yeah, it couldn't but, live up. But he's he is so phenomenal. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, James Spader stars his, his voice and his just acting ability. He, I think, if he gives a little more time there with Ultron and be able to kind of just do freely what yeah. he wants to do, I think he can take that character way beyond. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, which there's always a possibility that he could come back in some that's, sort of entity. That's absolutely Ultr- true. I think so. one of the biggest things about Ultron is that he's never really gone. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. anytime you're watching watching any animated series or watching or reading the comic books, it's always like you think he's gone, but then he's back. Yeah. Right. In some form or fashion. There's. There was. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and I was gonna say. I'm holding out hope that Sir Bing Kingsley will come back. Oh as yeah, the you know, that's not gonna happen, dude. Sorry. I, I, I want him to so bad. The Mandarin is being portrayed uh, in the new movie. What is Shang Chi? Yeah, he's he's already cast. He's got an actor in there, and his he's uh, the Mandarin. So it's not going to happen. Sorry. Well, dude, but that and again, we we got to turn this off here. But again, that was my thing. <laughs> 
I really liked Iron Man 3 for a little while. And then when they did that turn, I was like, what? Like, I lost so much of the interest. When when Ben, Kingsley char- ben Kingsley's character had the gun and he killed that guy um, and... And, like, the whole world saw it yeah. because they were hacking everyone's TVs. and Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is a this is a true massive villain. Yeah. Like, this – and <laughs> he's, like, drunk and yeah. fumbling around. He's an actor. <laughs> See, what I – of oh course, what I was hoping would happen would be um, one of the storylines of the Mandarin is that he's trapped in a statue and that I was hoping they would take – Ben Kingsley's character, or Ben Kingsley's character from Iron Man three, and take him to the statue and have that um, the real the, Mandarin, basically like the real Mandarin, take over his body. His body, and basically mm. he would become the real Mandarin, like for real. As much as I would, America. as much as I would love that, but <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I was with you. I was on board for Iron Man three for a little while, but then uh, it just fell way off and it's like my least favorite thing. I, d- I don't even like to acknowledge its, its existence. It, it's, it is yeah. so it's a good terrible. It's a good Christmas movie in July or uh, May whenever it uh, came out. It's so stupid, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Marvel I it, villains. I think it was May, actually. It yeah. was, yeah. yeah. Marvel villains. There you go. There you have it. Um, Get better, Marvel. Get yeah, better. Yeah. Give us more. Do th- better. Give us more Thanos, Killmonger, Loki, Kingpin. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we'll be happy. Okay, well, we should probably wrap it up because we've been going for almost an hour here. Um, but that, that'll that do it for us. Please follow us on Twitter, at Royal Geek Pod. Let us know your uh, top Marvel villains, um, and let us know how yeah, you think we did on mind. our draft. Tell me that there's some villain out there that I missed or, yeah, maybe um, or we I'm missed. hating on, um, I'm too critical on, but just yeah. ch- change my mind. That's right. Uh, we should probably get out of here, but I've had a good time doing this pod with you guys. For my good friends Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll saying thank you again for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.